Hello. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we're adding yet another character to the Hello Pantheon. There are a lot. How many are there in total? Well, you know, I'm not sure Hello Facts is currently that different from Library (laughs) Elf. Yeah. They what share a common, like, like, ancestor, maybe. Well, let me take a minute here. I haven't prepared for this. Mm-hmm. You got, hello. Well, actually, there's more like, hello. And then you got the Heidi Klum, which is, hello. And then uh, I think Library <laughs> library Elf is, hello. A little and more then, sort of enthusiasm and you It's still a little, little, little Germanic. Yeah. Hello. And then what's, what's hello facts? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think hello is a very funny word. Just Hello, in and of Jerry. itself, it's funny. It is funny. It's Just funny. the word. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright has very funny uses of the word hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's a humid, humid, wet morning in San Francisco. Mm. Wet, wet, wet. Mm. I'm doing more experiments with the silica packets. Oh, uh, in order to still try and resurrect the old... Oh, I've, no, no, I've no, no. Oh, dear, no, no. Oh, I... Uh, hope is the thing with silica packets, as Emily Dickinson said. I, I um, no, no, I tried and I kept it in there. It's been in there for, I guess, almost two weeks. And I take it out periodically. Nah, uh, it's done then. That sucks. But my daughter uh, accidentally stepped into a creek this weekend. And so Uh-oh. I've been drying out her pizza shoes and uh, <laughs> she's got vans with pizzas on them. And uh, I've been trying that. And it hasn't been working that great. As you know, I'm a humidity nerd. So, uh, so I put it in the bathroom with the dehumidifier. We'll see if that helps. But then I, I mentally calculated what I've spent on silica packets and they're about half the cost of the shoes. <laughs> Do you think it would survive like a trip through the dryer? Yeah, they did. Auntie Susie put them through the dryer and they, and then they, then she went in the Creek again accidentally. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's okay. You know, it's what shoes are for, you know, uh, ships are safest in the Harbor, but that's not what they were built for. Right. Maybe Gotta this could be our, our motivational poster episode. Oh, I like that. Hang on, baby. Friday's coming. <laughs> the it's been cat. a big week. A big week, a huge week. Oh, don't talk to me about the cat. Oh, my God. We had another vet trip yesterday. What happened? Mm. <laughs> a lot of money. Really? Yeah, she had to have two teeth removed. They got rid of the mites. All the mites are gone. Were they it's ear mites? The- yeah, yeah. Those are gone. You didn't have to do that yourself? Oh boy, they had to scoop, they had to get in there. They had to really, really get in there. One of the worst cases they ever saw. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's what we inherited. We're still working off the uh, the cat debt of uh, <laughs> of her previous life as a semi-outdoor cat in the country, in, in uh, California. But she's doing fine. She's not real hungry yet, but, the, uh, but now uh, I'm a person who has to give medicine to a cat twice a day, three times a day. What Two- meds? Well, I'm glad you asked. She has a, I'll send you a picture of her teeth. They're really rotten. Uh, they're two little rotten teeth. She's so cute. She has little, 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 uh, all the rest are not rotten mostly, but, uh, yeah, no, we give her, uh, we're giving her uh, pain medication three times a day and then we give her antibiotics twice a day. Those, those are in the refrigerator. Those are, this is for the teeth. Yeah. Well, the, the pain, you know, the pain from, from the, the tooth removal oh, and then also man. antibiotics to keep the, the tooth sockets from, uh, infecting. How long That's does what, this have to go on for? Till she dies? Really? No, 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 no. I don't know. It's a few days. It's not bad. It's you know. I we knew what we were in for mostly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's a sweet, precious angel. She's a monster. She's a genetically impaired monster. Someone deliberately made her broken. 
but she sneezed on me this morning. So I know she's getting back to, uh, yeah, she comes in. First of all, she walks past me and her tail lightly brushes my face, which sounds really cute. It's super annoying. Yeah. And she turns and she looks at me like this hmm. and she goes, she sounds like Heen in Howl's Moving Castle. She goes, she, she blows a snotty little, uh, cat sneeze on me. I don't like that. No, she's a genetically modified monster, Dan. Somebody yeah. deliberately made her face that way. Well, I think it's very kind of you that you would be willing to adopt. A lot of people don't want to adopt a full-grown cat. They want a kitten. So I commend you for your <sighs> perseverance. And Thanks, man. I'll send you a picture here. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if I can find a good picture of the cat. Boy, I'm, I'm having fun with stickers. I'm enjoying stickers. Uh, are there any packs that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Yes. Yes. There's one. This is a pretty well-known one. Let me find what it's called. Uh, we got a few of these. The Star Wars one is really fun. But there's one that is really, really ambitious in its scope. And it's called Sticker Pals. And if you go and you get Sticker Pals off the Messages store, I think it's a, a free app. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's free. And then it's got like sections and subsections and here's all different cats and here's exclamation marks and here's glasses you can put on things. Um, check out Sticker Pals. It's really good. So right now I've got... I put both those in the notes for the people. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dan. Dan, where can people find show notes for this episode of your Back to Work program? Uh, they can go to 5by5.tv slash B as in boys, two as in the number, W as in sticker pack. Sticker pack. And that's uh, slash that two nine, 290. Oh, what's this new one? Recents. What is that? Oh, it's recent ones I've used. Okay. Um, I've got Star Wars, Sticker Pals, uh, GIF Wrapped, which should be pronounced GIF Wrapped. Uh, I've got uh, Giffy, which should be pronounced Jiffy. Um, I've got the uh, beta for the Incomparable Sticker Pack, which is going to be pretty great. Uh, and I got one called Jib Jab. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Jib Jab, you take a selfie. And then you can put your face on uh, different animated characters. That's cute. So what yeah. is stick, Sticker Pals? Is just a very robust sticker pack, or is it an app that works in a different... Or I guess they're all apps, technically, aren't they? Yeah, you know, I don't know that much. I don't really exactly understand how these things work. I guess the idea is if, if you, you can have an app that then has stickers associated with it. Right. And I, I think maybe to get the stickers on there, you have to make an app. I'm not sure how exactly how it works, but Sticker Pals is... I mean, if, if you're only going to check out one... It might overwhelm you a little bit, but you can probably see from screenshots. It's really ambitious. And it's got a whole system where you can do little things to get more stickers. You can send a little present to somebody and they click it and it opens up. It's 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 ambitious in its scope. Uh, it's ambitious in the amount of detail that goes into all these different little uh, stickers and icons. And um, it's, it's yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty great. Are you, are you enjoying, um, still enjoying iOS 10? You got, yeah. you got it not long after, or you sent me some uh, images. Yeah, I got it the day that it was officially released, and I had waited enough time so that whatever there was some kind of little yeah. glitch or little hiccup that happened, but I, uh, I guess that by the time that I was ready to download and install it, they had all, Apple had already released whatever update 10.0.1 to fix whatever that bricking issue was. And I, I would like to bring up a topic. There's actually a... I would love you to bring up a topic. Well, some of it is terminology. And I had all, I was always under the impression, and whenever I'd heard or used the term bricked, to me that meant that you have, you have your device 
is now a brick. And the only thing that it's good for is the <laughs> same thing that you would use a brick for. And that this is-, is a really good discussion, Dan. That's one of those words like beta that has come to mean almost the opposite of what it means. Yes. Apparently, the, the new... Uh, the new definition, the old definition of bricked was your electronic device is now worthless. It will, it doesn't work and it won't work again. It's not fixable. Well, I'll give you an example of like where I learned the word was, let's say you have, I'm sorry, I'm cleaning my mouse. Um, If you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That's right. You, a pie. Um, hmm. Still not exactly where I'd like it to be. (laughs) If you're going to get rubbing alcohol, get the 91%. That's all I'm going to say about that. You can get 70%, but that's for suckers. Uh, my experience of, of Brick is you've got, uh, oh my God, I wonder if I can still remember the name. Linksys WRT54G, something like that. If you had like the greatest router ever made, the most hackable, awesome. Yeah. There's like a whole, as you know, there was a whole bunch of different really cool firmware things that you could flash. So any long story short, not, not to take your story off, but Brick to me is, uh, the classic example is, you know how when you're updating something, listeners, you get that thing that says, do not, do not detach or power off this device while this is happening. Well, if something happened while you were flashing the firmware Oops. on a router, yep. that to me, the term Brick means this is now useful only as a Brick. Right. This, this is like hardware broken now. You can't, I think that's what happens, or it's it's so deep, uh, as John, John Sarkeese would say, close to the metal, the software down near the metal, which is it's somewhat soft, but it's a little bit hard. It's kind of kind of like a 60-year-old man. <laughs> and so uh, you do that wrong. <laughs> you, do, you do that wrong, yeah. and, and it's only good as a brick. That's, that's what, it, what it used to mean was your device is now not just unusable, not just wobbly, not just broken. Your device is now permanently unfixable. It will right. never be used again. That's that's what I took. That's what it used to mean, and that's why the term "brick" was so effective for that. Yeah, I, it was, and it's the perfect definition for something. It's a better than easier than than calling it a paperweight. It's a brick. Well, yeah. apparently, I I was reading uh, the that. Um, there were people after this little issue happened saying, oh, don't install this update. It's bricking iPhones. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, not just iPhones, but iPads. It's, brick, it's bricking them. And I said, whoa, if there is actually an update going out that is bricking phones, iPhones, this might, this might be historic. I would like to turn to our listeners to tell me if there's ever been an update that has by our up till now definition of bricking that has actually bricked an iPhone. I don't think there ever was one. The worst thing I've ever seen is where it displays that little connect to iTunes uh, graphic mm-hmm. on the screen when, when, and you can, you can force it to do this by holding down different combinations and like forcing it into like hard reset mode or after it's been wiped, it needs some, you know, there's a variety of different things that can create it. Th- this scenario where, you cannot use the phone anymore. You must plug it into iTunes, and it perhaps it needs a new. Uh, it needs you know new software installed. It needs a new uh, firmware, whatever it is. But this to me is not bricked. But that's what all the people meant when they were saying the update is bricking your iPhone. Well, in fact, it, there was a case where people would have to plug it into iTunes. It, 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 but that's not bricking. But I got so I got very upset, as you can imagine, about this. Absolutely, absolutely. And I went to uh, I went to the source of all knowledge, which is Wikipedia, 
and I looked up the the term bricking, and there is uh, an entry for it, and it says, the word brick, when used in reference to consumer electronics, describes an electronic device such as a smartphone, game console, router, or tablet computer that due to a serious misconfiguration, corrupted firmware or hardware problem can no longer function, hence is as technologically useful as a brick. But it, it, there, there is something here that says, in the common usage of the term, bricking suggests that the damage is so serious as to have rendered the device permanently unusable. But mm-hmm. it does, ta- it does ta- then later on it talks about there's a subtle differences of bricks. It says bricking is classified into two types, hard and soft, mm. depending on the device's ability to function. Hard-bricked devices show little to no signs of life, it won't power on. It won't show a vendor logo. It, the screen remains off. And they go on to say you might most likely have to like send it to a manufacturer to get it fixed. Soft bricked devices, they will boot unsuccessfully. They'll get stuck on a boot animation or they'll reboot endlessly. They might have a screen of death. They might get locked in some way, but they can be unbricked. So anyway, I mean, the, you know, the world changes and, and you feel like sometimes you're just standing still. Mm. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't have a very good memory for these things. I'm trying to think of if there are famous examples where doing everything uh, normally or correctly, especially involving an OTA update, has permanently killed a device. Because I can think of two that were pretty big. One was the update a few years ago where a bunch of people lost lost their like carrier settings or whatever where like you basically couldn't use your iPhone as a phone for a while. Yeah. The rest of the device still worked and you could eventually with software they they fix that. Another one is um I mean I'm trying to think of other Oh yeah, you know there was one. Do you remember that one from probably a couple years ago where something happened with a restore on one of my iPads? I think I t- I'm sure I told you about this. Well, it probably was a year ago. So my kid was first really getting into Minecraft and uh and on a restore, something went wrong, not just with the apps not showing up. That was a different problem, I think. But there was some kind of a, uh, where there was a, for a period of like one or two weeks, certain devices would only show the, you need to update this, go plug it in, you know, to iTunes. And then they fixed it. They fixed it. Now it was an iTunes needing update. You right. could not do this over the air because you weren't getting to that layer in the stack where you could actually do that. Right. But I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had stuff go like that, and you know, hmm, I, I so I got the name right. WRT fifty four G. Yep, I put. It in I, the show notes. I, I was not. I was not. Uh, uh, no, I was not looking. It, it was an amazing, amazing router. So good. Um, People still, there's still a huge market for those. They sell them all the time. They're still in in the essentially identical configuration as they were it would work great for a lot of people yeah. for lots of things. And but it was really, I'm trying to think of the stuff you could do. You could, one thing that was neat was you could do a pretty cool captive portal thing that you wouldn't normally do with the stock software mm-hmm. memory serves. Mm-hmm. The, the main benefit I remember was not link conditioning. What do they call it? Bandwidth shaping. Yes. Where you could do stuff to give priority to certain things. But uh, I mean, I've had this as recently as in the last few months where my canary suddenly wouldn't work. My canary camera. And they were actually, they were super nice about it. Um, I, I did all the steps and spent, you know, half a day on it. 
which I try to do, you know, before I call and say, your thing sucks, I like to try and like, you know, do all the, the, I used to be that guy. (laughs) Yes, I am a computer user. Yes, on a Macintosh. I know many things. Uh, That guy. (laughs) But um, so yeah, but Canary was really cool. They just, they sent me out a replacement with the, you know, an RMA, you know, with the box, sent it back, whole nine. Great customer service. Thank you, Canary. Um, but no, I'm, I take your point. I mean, I, I, obviously you're doing this somewhat for comic effect, but it, it is funny how those kinds of things, it's almost like our joking, what started out as a joke of, you know, uh, the Chris Traeger thing of like, this is literally the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I literally died. And, you know, I, I, I do that as a joke. Lots of people do that as a joke. And now I really notice when people do it unintentionally, even, you know, our good friend and one of the smartest people I know, Greg Veen or um, Jeff Veen, he does it all the time. He says, you know, like we're, we're literally rebuilding the culture of the company or like we're, we were literally collapsing on this. And I'm like, <laughs> literally doing that. But we, you know, we don't have that word anymore. Nobody says figuratively before they use an analogy, but yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that, you know, when the piece of jargon gets out from beyond the Stedman crowd title to, to where, you know, other people are using it. And then it eventually takes on, you know, these different meanings. You know, like the, the whole idea of being, of being hacked, you know, you're a fan of Mr. Robot. Yes. And, uh, it's so fascinating to watch these like, uh, documentaries or read these things about like how huge a piece of hacking is, uh, social engineering. You know, it becomes, I've been kind of, I've been becoming sort of fascinated by magic again lately. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a topic of uh, reconcilable differences that comes out this week. And I've been watching all these videos and thinking about how much like, you know, the ability to figure out things and be charismatic about asking for information. It becomes like a magic trick that then enables you to deploy the proper technology to do what you want. But I mean, you know, having having the same password as your username and then, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you were hacked. But I mean, that was (laughs) it's kind of like saying, well, I have locks, but I use a blank key. You know, or I tape it to the door. Right. You know, I think one of the things that we, that we both like so much about Mr. Robot is how accurate they are when they show something, whether it's a hack or anything to do with computers, they show the real thing. They show what the real interface looks like. They They don't make some kind of futuristic, crazy display that looks awesome, but does essentially nothing. And I always found that to be something, uh, a real source of humor in movies and things that I would watch because it was always great. Like, how great, how how are they going to screw this up? How are they going to show this ridiculous interface? And there is always the impression that just showing a regular computer interface, it's not... It's not interesting enough. It's not fun enough to show um, Wyatt and I forget uh, the other guy's name in um, Weird Science, like hacking into something. There's got to have a skull that comes up on the screen with fiery eyes. And, you know, like all I think The Matrix was the first movie that showed a little bit of what actual hacking might really look like and something that actually made sense with typing on a screen. and. And Mr. Robot just nails it and they get it just right. And everything that they do is possible. But like you're saying, so much of it, just like real life, is social engineering. The The best hacks are social engineering hacks as opposed to, you know, trying to, to you know, to figure out a password by brute force 
you know, right, password right, entry. Right. You know, it's it, it's it always involves some aspect of that. And there was some video that I watched not that long ago. Gosh, I wish I, I I'll try and find it. If I can find it, I'll put it into the show notes. Where there was somebody who was kind of demonstrating how effective social engineering can be because it seems like if you were just to ask somebody what their password was like they would they wouldn't tell you but there's a video of a guy asking tons of people on the street of like do you know what your password is and they're like yeah i know it like you haven't memorized like yeah and then, what is it and they just tell you um and they right. don't tell you in the sense of like and i'm changing it right now they tell you like it's sure i'll, I'll tell you what that is yeah i mean in this Obsession with magic and superstition I've been thinking about. I've been watching all those, again, that, that guy Apollo Robbins, the pickpocket. And there's one I actually um, tweeted out this morning that's, it's, it's me, it may not, I mean, I don't know if it's the best Apollo Robbins video from a performance standpoint. That appearance on the Today Show is amazing. His TED Talk is really, really good. Um, and, but there's one where he did an interview for the New Yorker and a now kind of famous interview and made some videos for it as well. And this is where he really, really demonstrates the specifics of all manner of misdirection. And in, like, for example, in his Ted talk, he has a graphic where he's explaining that basically you've got this little driver in your head who can really only pay attention to one thing at a time. And it's, it's really shockingly easy to get somebody to, even temporarily move their attention somewhere else with something as simple as, um, not in a weird way, but like asking somebody, uh, you know, a question like, what was, who was your second grade teacher? And your mind kind of can't help but try to think about it for a second. And in the time, and I, I'm not a, like a professional, you know, researcher on attention, but this totally makes sense to me where you can, if you get somebody's eye off paying attention to one thing by making them look at something else, I mean, obviously that's, that's a form of misdirection. But then he physically shows how, how he's able to get into your physical space by using these physical cues that you're really, you're like totally unaware of. Like if you approach at this angle and you're looking at this place, this will be more acceptable to you. How do you think, think he figured all that out? Um, it's not like you can like test that. You can't say, Hey, you know, honey, come over here. I'm going to try this thing. Like they'll figure it out right away. How do you, do you, is that just testing? Is it learning about people? How do you, how do you do that? Well, I bet part of it is if you are somebody who is, let's say in this case, a pickpocket, uh, I imagine that there is a long tradition of stuff that tends to work when you're picking pockets. The, I mean, the classic we're all, I guess, aware of, regardless of whether they're Apollo Robbins or not, is be careful of people brushing up against you. Cause I guess a classic, you know, millennium old pickpocketing thing is one person bumps into you. Right. And when they're bumping into you, you're paying attention to that while they're getting your wallet or whatever. Right. And, and in that instance, there's things that they know work that they may not have a name for or a syndrome or, you know, a, a cognitive science explanation, but they know that stuff works. I just think he's somebody like him or Ricky Jay. They've spent a lot of time figuring out, you know, why that is and then iterating that. And as far as, but to your other point though, this is the part that I find most, in some ways, most fascinating. First of all, the expertise of watching somebody be able to do what he's doing physically is quite amazing. Because you can tell he's like doing, he's a magic guy. He's moving his hands in this weird way and he's doing these things. And why right, did he do right, that? Right. But even when you know what he's going to do, I, there's a 
There's a point in his TED talk where he asked this guy to hold a poker chip. And I think he does this with sleight of hand, meaning I think there might actually be two poker chips. But he does this thing where he keeps taking the poker chip, putting it on the guy's shoulder, asks the guy to watch it again, and the poker chip's already back on his shoulder. And I watch it over and over, and I'm still like, how does, I, I still don't exactly understand what he did. And even when you, he's explaining to you what he's doing, well, here's the thing. I put my hand on your I ask you to hold this thing in your hand. And what that does is I think that narrows, no wait, that increases the size of your wrist, making it so that he can put his hand on your watch. You've seen this and loosen it. And now you're, and then he could say like, he's holding your hand and then you, he flips it over and you don't notice it. Then he holds it without removing it. Right. And then with his other hand, he's touching your lapel, which automatically like, like almost autonomically makes you feel a little bit like, oh, why is he touching my lapel? I better pay attention to that. Yeah. He does that. He flips the watch over into his coat pocket. <laughs> it's my, he takes your wallet and flips it behind his back and you don't see it because that's not where you're paying attention. The, the only point, I'm not sure what the point in all this is, except that, uh, then actually, I think to change the topic again, I heard a really good interview today about uh, one of the political candidates and evaluating how good of an actual liar this person is. And they said this person is actually a very good liar because they understand what the other person would like to hear. Mm. And they dangle out just enough. I never thought about lying in this precise way, even though it's really obvious. Uh, somebody who's good at that, or even a good persuasive person, is good at figuring out what it is that you want to hear figuring out what it is that you want to have and then being able to tailor their message, regardless of whether it's true, accurate, legal, whatever, they're able to then massage that so that your comfort level is never even questioned. And I think that's part of the hacking thing also is that you're asking something that seems like a really normal question or in the case of the, from the Apollo Robbins angle, you know, I, I was just asking you if you know your password. If I came, ran up to you on the street and started shaking you and said, what's your password? Well, you'd be defensive right but you just think this is a guy asking about whether you are, you know what i mean that's i don't know i find that stuff really really fascinating it makes me really doubt myself about how much i really see and know and understand and which is always i don't know interesting place to be well and also it seems like a superpower doesn't it it seems like something that that people are capable of of doing and yet how you actually do it is a total mystery yeah. You know, like when, when I watch a sporting event or something like that, I'm like, wow, these people, they, they're incredibly talented. And then coupled with that, they've been training for pretty much all of their life. And gosh, I could never do the things that they're doing, but it still seems like it's within the realm of, of human possibility. It doesn't seem like magic. It seems like incredible talent plus tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of, of training when you see an athlete, you know, do something. Uh, crazy like that, but like something about this seems like it's bending the rules of what you should be able to do because we all like to think of ourselves as being observant. We talked about that with uh, the monkey wa uh, costume guy walking across the middle yeah. of the thing. We're yeah, throwing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's so much that we don't see, and I feel like a big aspect of what we as people do is we we try to tune things out. We try to not pay attention to things so that we can focus better. When we're trying to focus on something, we were able to tune stuff out. Like I remember when my friend, um, he and his wife had uh, their first child. This was many years, maybe seven or eight years before we had our first kid. And uh, I remember we were over their house 
And their kid was making tons of noise and running around and kept continuously interrupting our conversation by speaking to their parents and asking them questions. And they would say things to me like, I can, you don't have to stop. I can still hear you and pay attention to what you're saying. And I was like, how, how can you do that? Or a bigger question of how can you stand this noise? How can you function? And like, how, oh, can you, like how can you not focus on it? Right. And they're like, oh, you, you get used to it and then you can kind of, you can kind of tune it out. And of course that's true. Every parent will tell you that that's true. And I found that, you know, if you go to a restaurant or you're on an airplane, I'm not saying if there's a kid screaming into your ear or right behind you kicking your chair that you can completely ignore it. But to me, like the sound of kids screaming in a restaurant or a baby crying on an airplane, like that doesn't bother me at all. But I was always the guy who was like, I need, honey, I need to go over to their table and and ask them if they can. Oh, 100%. I used to be the worst. And now I'm incredibly sympathetic to it. Uh, you're out. Yeah, I, I went ahead and I uh, I put that Apollo Robbins TED talk into show notes, and you know one example he gives in there that I think is really salient is that you know t- to have an idea about how your attention works. Like, let's say you're at a like a fairly loud party, and you're having a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's even a conversation you're very interested in and engaged with. Why is it that you can notice when somebody else says your name in a different conversation? Have you ever had that happen where you hear somebody say your name yes. and you go like, hey, what are you talking about me? Yeah. Like, how, how does that make any sense? Well, that, that's kind of how attention can work. Right. It's like you're, you don't even realize that you're scanning, you know, right. for that you're stuff all the time. You're always scanning your scan, especially, it's always your, your first name too. I remember somebody I was having lunch with not long ago said, oh, you know, they, they must be talking about somebody. I'm like, why? I'm like, well, they just said my name over there at that table over there. I'm like, I, you know, I, I didn't hear it. They, but they heard their own name. Yeah, you, right. you always hear your own name. You um, can't also, not hear it. Also, put a link into um, <clears throat> there's a great site called Quote Investigator that I like a lot, where they make a very learned attempt to take a famous quote and figure out who actually said it. Um, just in the service of saying, there's a quote that has been attributed to Yogi Berra, <laughs> which oh. is you can't you can't think and hit at the same time in, in baseball. Like if you're thinking about, and, but the thing is, it's brilliant. And think about how many things in life that's true about. That could be getting jumped in an alley. That could be hitting a ball. You know, that, that could, there's so many things where you spend days, weeks, months, years, decades practicing something over and over to where you don't have to think about it. So if you practice martial arts enough, you know, a toddler swinging at you unexpectedly would not have the same result as somebody like, uh, sucker punch trying to sucker punch you in an alley right you would not floor the child because they did that something in your what instinct in your uh, reflexes would know because you've had people swing at you so many times you've evaluated that situation so many times and thought about how to react and then eventually didn't think about how to react because your body knew how to react i mean how could anybody ever return an ace or like a really hard serve in tennis are you, are you mentally calculating the trigonometry of where that ball is going to go? No, you're going to just have a ball hit at you hard thousands and thousands of times so you don't have to think about it. And I think, I think that's kind of what we're talking about here in some ways, you know? Um, it's also funny where, you know, people are not bothered by their kid as much as they're bothered by other kids. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with all kinds of noises. We're like, you know, um, I could be listening. If I like the music that I'm playing really loud, it's great somebody playing one of my favorite songs at a time when I don't want to hear it will be really annoying to me, you know? And then you, you kind of can't tune it out anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Attention, yeah. attention is just endlessly fascinating to me. 
Uh, Dan, would you just tell me about something that you like? I would love to tell you about Zendesk. It's a new sponsor for us, and we're really Hi, glad to have them. Zendesk. And uh, they, they, they propose several questions to our audience, and they say, if you are the kind of person to have made an app of one kind or another, a website, something like that, have you ever had a user that got upset a little bit about a mistake in an app? Have you ever built a perfectly flawless app that has absolutely no bugs, no problems, and that no one ever has trouble using? Have you ever forged a plan and thought it was going to be perfect and then things went totally haywire? Of course, flawless apps are like flawless people. They exist in theory, but uh, I Mm-mm. personally, Merlin, I've never seen one. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We can forgive our in-laws. We can forgive flaws in our loved ones, but... When you, saw, when you saw one set of footprints, that, that was Zendesk carrying you. <laughs> You know what? They're going to have to run with that. that. But flaws, because flaws in your app, they can easily make or break your success unless you have the right safeguards in place. And, you know, a lot of the the, the links that you see in apps is like there's a little contact us and and then they, they, you know, they have to send an email. And what happens, small problems turn into huge annoyances for users and for you, the person doing the support. Well, Zendesk solves all of that, and they've got a really cool thing for apps. It's called Zendesk Mobile SDK, so you can bring native in-app support to your own app quickly and easily. It's not an impossible thing. It's not even a difficult thing. They can support, they can submit tickets without leaving your app. They can get support without leaving your app. The tickets go into Zendesk so that when you log in, it's all there. This can get information from them, like the app, the device information, a history with their app, and more, and it's all included with Zendesk. So in addition to doing stuff like you normally would on a website now, boom, it's in your apps as well, and uh, it's it's super easy to get set up and super easy to get going. And if you have like your own thing and you're like, well, I don't want to use a Zendesk interface, and you, yeah, they've got, a, they've got an API. I mean, it, it's all there. And so the URL to use is goto.zendesk.com slash work. Oh, that's a terrific URL. Goto.zendesk.com slash work. So go check it out. And we appreciate Zendesk's support. I use them myself and they are fantastic. So go there, goto.zendesk.com slash work. Thank you. Thanks, Zendesk. Thank you, Zendesk. Fuck, fuck. I think I have a friend that works there. I think he still works there. Really? Yeah, my friend Matthew. Uh, hey, Matt. He still works there. Hello. He uh, he wrote that book. You suck at drinking. You suck. At, he also has a TV show called "You Can Do Better." You. Can and he's very, very handsome. Yes. He's shockingly handsome. Just Matt? Is that all? Uh, Matthew uh, Lutkowitz, like it sounds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the that show. was that was they didn't tell us to say that no no did we did i kibosh that read but by saying I, I i know someone who works there no i loved it yeah <clears throat> i'm gonna look look him up oh he's very very handsome look at his hair he's got great hair oh he's, he's oh i know so... that i've met him of course you have he's everywhere i met matt yeah he goes I to ate, things. i ate dinner with matt I met him at a Max Fun Con, but I, I think, think he goes I met to him things. XOXO. XOXO. X- maybe the so first XOXO. XOXO. Yes. Yes. He's so XOXO. The hair on him. Do you believe that? Look at look at those eyes, huh? He's dreamy. This is mm. the kind of guy where he, he puts on whatever he puts on, he's going to look good in it. 
Ah, oh, man. Put I'm, on a suit, he looks good. Put on a hoodie, he still looks just as good. He could just he could just show up in whatever, you know? He could just, uh, like a cannon full of uh, American apparel gets shot at him, he looks great. Yeah. Fantastic hair. Let's do a show about him sometime. He's a just, good-looking guy. Just episode one, just talking about his hair. Just episode the hair. two, the eyes. Episode three, <sighs> the cut of his the cut of his shoulders and his jib. <sighs> Matthew has uh, good shoulders, good jib. Hmm. I'm still just good, getting good, into these pictures right now. Good drummer, great look. Well, <laughs> you can do better. You can do better. True, True TV. TV. Oh, I got a TV update. Jiminy Christmas. Oh, good because I I tried a sling. Uh-huh. And I want to talk oh. to you about Sling. Okay. I subscribed to Sling TV. <laughs> well, go first. Give me your TV update. Then we'll do oh. Sling. So wait, no. Is it a box? No. This is the service. The service. I think there is a trial. Sling box, but I did not use it. It's a seven-day trial. TV on your Apple TV. What a dump. You didn't love it. Ah! <laughs> I didn't love ah. it either. <laughs> Oh my, I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, it's, uh, there's not one of these solutions that is anywhere near what I am actually looking for. It's, ah. Uh, Ponderous, man. Well, you know what it is? It's like, there's all kinds of things where you go like, okay, you know, I'm paying for cable TV. I guess I'll pay a little extra and get this set-top box because that lets me do you know, I can go watch old episodes of the Property Boys or whatever. You know, oh, this is great. I can watch, you know, uh, real little people of Syracuse County or whatever. But it's like if you took away everything that's good about most services and leave the part where you go, yeah, I could do without that. That feels like everything now. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like everything is, that's all the part that I mostly canceled this service about. So, I mean, just to quickly review, solutions I have tried. Uh, and the first principle, which is something I'm, I'm getting very close to eventually kind of walking back, is I just don't want cable in my house. I don't want cable TV. I don't want unlimited giant amounts of stuff with commercials and property boys. I don't want it in my house. Right. Watching TV in a hotel room makes me sad. Hmm. If I had it in my house, I could use a TiVo with it. And okay, that, that's cool. That's, I've been trying to avoid that and hack on this. So things we have tried and discussed in the past, PlayStation View, very similar to Sling TV. Um, Over-the-air antenna with uh, Home Run and Plex DVR. My reception's not good enough for that. Sling TV, it's... So the idea is, I think it's 25 bucks a month, and you get some channels. You get lots of things like ESPN, and you get ESPN Ocho, and Univision, and I think, no, wait, Univision, I think is part of the upgrade. Oh, by the way, if you want ABC, that's an extra $5 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to watch, uh, watch uh, what, the other night? Probably, oh, I think we were going to go watch the Emmys. And, but yeah, it oh, turns out uh, ABC is not included with the package. You got to pay extra for that. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay, you got to pay $5 for ABC. Every... <sighs> And then what you get is you go to the channel lineup and it isn't like cable TV. It's like, here's what's on right now. You can watch this. Okay. Guess what? Tons of it. You can't pause. You can't fast forward. 
You can't rewind. You, some of the things you can do that with. Some of the things you can start the show over. And then, basically, there's this big undifferentiated poop pile of shows you can watch kind of for a while, a la your Comcast box. Yeah. So, for example, they've got the season two of Mr. Robot, which does not show up day and date, by the way. <laughs> I checked. Yeah. But you can go and watch these other ones, but then you get this big thing on the screen, like you're one of those animals with the Comcast box that says, you may not be able to fast forward through this. So it's basically just, it's not, doesn't feel fundamentally different from like, it's certainly not as good even as Hulu. No. I'm sorry. This is a very, this is very impressionistic. I'm just, I'm getting exhausted with trying these things and just seeing a bunch of half finished business relationships and property boys. Well, tell me you're, I got to relax. Right. Tell me, yes. Tell no, me. I, so the, it's so funny. We both tried it the same week. Isn't that funny? Well, yeah. I mean, I think last week must've been a good week for them because I among, it was did among, it just come, did it just come to Apple TV? Is that what it is? I think it must have just come to Apple TV. There was a, there was an app for Roku already, I believe, but there was a new app for uh, the new Apple TV that came out. And I saw that and a friend of mine, I was kind of, lamenting the fact that uh, everyone in the whole world except me was going to be able to get to see American Horror Story, the new season, which they've been promoting in very interesting ways with really interesting trailers. And even though I had already bought the season of it on iTunes, I I was sort of... I I generally tend to be pretty patient, except when it comes to like the premiere of a show that I like, then I kind of want to see it right away. And I thought, okay, I can get this free trial seven-day trial, and it includes, there's one of the plans that it had. They have um, orange, which is the low-end plan for 20 bucks. They've got blue for 25 bucks, and then orange plus blue is $40, and that's where you get all of them. But the combination of channels was is kind of weird. So FX is the who, uh, who runs uh, American Horror Story, and that was with the $25 sling blue. And like you said, for some strange reason, that doesn't that includes a whole lot of channels, but not all of them. Just just enough that makes it irritating. Like you don't get ESPN, which I I like to watch because a lot of football games are on ESPN. Well, so it's like, it's like getting a deck of cards that that doesn't have most prime numbers in it. You're like, exactly. well, how did you, how did you decide on that? Well, that's just what we were able to negotiate. Right. We just that's what we got. We you know, so I said, okay, well, I'll try watching the the FX inclusive one, the $25 one, and see how it goes. I put that on, and all of a sudden, this show that I was used to being about 40 minutes long was 60 minutes long, and the commercials were so annoying and terrible. And it's like you described in every other way, is that you can't pause anything, you can't fast. But I wasn't expecting to be able to do any of that. I just wanted to watch this channel. and, and the, But the experience of watching the show with the commercials in it was so bad that my wife, about halfway through, she's like, forget it, I'm done. I can't even, I can't even watch this anymore. I'm out. And she left. And I'm like, oh, I'm sticking to it. I'm, you know, I'm going to keep watching it. And it was just, it really, really sucked. And now I know that I'm spoiled by that. Now you would say, well, Dan, there's there's uh, tons of commercials during the football games. Yes, but to me, and I don't know why this is, they are part of a football game to me. Yeah, they, are, they, time, they time them to go with, you know, the timeouts or whatever. Yes, and they're, they're completely integrated into it. And I'll tell you what else, the 
the commercials that I watched on Saturday uh, for college and Sunday for for professional football, the overwhelmingly the commercials were good. I, I I'm. I'm surprised to hear myself say it, but yeah, but like high high production. They quality. were high production. They were funny. You don't, see, you don't see the same. We went. We were up in Apple Country visiting the family over the weekend. Yeah, and we were watching Project Runway. Just started a new season, so we're watching it on their Comcast box mm-hmm. w- with the commercials in it. And this is where I learned about Property Boys. There's these two Canadian brothers that tear your house apart and tell you you can't afford things. And I learned this because occasionally they would just show the same commercial for Property Boys two times in a row, and I don't know why. They'll just, you just see the same freaking ad over and over and they're awful. Yeah. So it's yeah. really bad. So these were fun. You know, they, they commercials were, were funny. They had, and then if it was a car commercial, it would be really cool. You kind of like, ah, oh, that's a cool car, you know, working, they're working on me. And my son was sitting there with me watching TV and about halfway through the, this game, when there was, a, there was a commercial break, he said, dad, I really like these commercials. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're supposed to really like them. But compare that to the experience of watching, and that was just on regular over-the-air antenna TV, uh, watching sports on the weekend. This was just, it was miserable. It ruined the show. And I understand they got to have their commercials, but I, I basically decided, like, no, this this is not for me. And do I really want to pay $20 a month on Sling Orange just really just to get ESPN and there really isn't anything else I want to get on it. If they threw FX into that, maybe, but I, it just seemed like cable all over again. It was, it was cable with a limited selection of channels for less money than you would pay for cable, but you get so much less. I don't understand what, what their advantage is, except that you can watch it on and watch it on your iPad and, and your Apple TV and your Roku. Without a box. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's it's better than my OTA thing for a couple of reasons. Because first of all, <clears throat> they actually, it's not super high resolution, but it's okay. At least the, the shows don't suddenly, out of 12 doesn't suddenly pixelate for two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, and, and it is cable. It's not just over the air. So you can watch, you know, some of these, these terrible shows. That's all good. But it also is... I don't know. It just, it feels like everybody out there, this is really boring. Everybody out there has got this, got got a big plan for how they're going to handle this interregnum between how we make all the money exactly the way we want it to what the future looks like. And everybody has their own little busted ass bespoke plan that benefits them. And all you got to do is go subscribe to this other eel over here for like three to five to $20 a month. And you get all of this. Some of those things are a good deal. Some of them are not. The standouts are still Netflix. And depending on what you like to watch, Hulu. Netflix and Hulu have a lot, a lot of stuff. You're never going to watch all the Netflix. You're never going to watch all the Hulu. And there's an astonishing amount of stuff in there. Uh, just, just a huge amount of stuff. I think, did I hear correctly? I think Hulu doesn't have the Criterion movies anymore. I'm pretty sure there's a different play that's going to be happening where Criterion is going to be available somewhere else, which sucks because I, w- I was going to watch uh, Seven Samurai the other night. And I forgot I'd already bought bought it on iTunes, but no, I don't think it's on Hulu. But but those plans, like the, you're going to get all this great stuff. Uh, season six of The Walking Dead just showed up on Netflix. Oh, cool, that's great. It's all there. You can watch all of it. You can watch every Parks and Recreation ever made. And then there's all these other apps where you sign up for a little while and you get this. Oh, you can watch these Saturday Night Lives. You can watch these Parks and Recs on this service. But like to me, like when you get to these things you and I are talking about here, which are the like table scraps for cable cutters title uh boy is it garbage because i mean and and just back me up on this one thing though i mean did you have you had this experience yet of like 
sometimes shows just aren't available. Like you'll see the lineup. First of all, you'll see the lineup for the next N minutes or hours. And you'll see, you know, Adam 12, Gunsmoke, show not available. Because for whatever reason, they couldn't negotiate Mr. Ed to be on there or whatever. You get that. Do you also get the differences in what you're able to do as far as fast forwarding, starting over, like show to show? Have you noticed how that, that differs? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but basically what it comes down to is, okay, here's a live signal of what's on now that you can't do anything with. Hakuna Matata. And then down the row below that is all the stuff such as it is that this channel will let you watch. So here's, like I say, here's a, I'm going to go to, what is it? Is FX where, where's Mr. Robot? Uh, Mr. Robot is, is USA or AMC? USA. It's USA yeah, where characters are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so you go and it'll say like, here's all the shows you can see and you see a little badge, you click on it and it, ge- it says like, okay, basically here's, here's the amount of scraps in the size bowl that we think you can handle enjoy like and that'll be here and like any of these other places it goes away after a while but it's it's i don't you know there's a uh short film by miranda july a few years ago i think the title of it basically it's her interacting with people it's one of her typically strange movies and she just keeps asking people are you anyone's favorite thing and uh i think about that a lot i think about with each one of these services is this anyone's favorite thing like Netflix, I think Netflix, you know, say what you will. I think for what you pay for that, that's pretty easy to say that as TV goes, Netflix is probably a lot of people's favorite thing. iTunes, in some ways, that could be a favorite thing because you get Project Runway or mm-hmm. Mr. Robot the next morning. That's great. HBO, mm, that might be somebody's favorite thing. Like when it's in season and all the shows are day and date, that's all great. But but all these different little weird mini services, like who loves that who sees that no one what, what no answer, one does. What, what problem is that answering for somebody no one no it's not answering any problem at all it's it's infuriating and i like right now i'm keeping hbo now because westworld is coming out and mm-hmm. that looks pretty amazing and in the meantime while i wait for that i can watch you know like uh, you john oliver deadwood. and you can watch deadwood in hd on it yeah i mean no, no complaints you ever watch deadwood yeah, oh, I love Deadwood. I watched okay. it uh, when it first came out. I haven't watched it since. You can watch Deadwood. You can watch The Wire. I mean, HBO, If you, you can watch Mr. Show. They finally got Mr. Show back on there because they don't own it. Like You can go and watch some of the greatest TV of the last 25 years on demand. So I'm twiddling my thumbs waiting for 2035 when Game of Thrones comes out. But until then, like, there's all kinds of things where you can, like, in your head, you can go, like, oh, you know, that's not such bad money. I just signed up for uh, YouTube Red, and it's terrific. I mean, I, I don't begrudge anybody the need to make money from ads. Listening to the latest Cortex, CGP Gray talking about the demonetization, I think people, most people are not making a lot of money on ads on YouTube. I think probably the giant labels that can like have the DM, not the DRM thing, but can basically hijack somebody's video and say, oh, this has a five second clip from Bob Dylan. So now Columbia is going to get this money. They're making money at scale, but like I'm paying 10 bucks a month basically just to remove ads on YouTube videos because it's so annoying. I don't know how you watch Mr. Robot with ads. I hate to be John Syracuse here, but like, I don't know how you watch certain shows. I don't know how you watch The Walking Dead with ad breaks. I mean, I don't know how anyone is watching these kinds of shows in that way. It's so, I remember the last show that I was watching on TV live with ads, no matter what, lost. Oh yeah, sure. You know, but that's how long ago it has been. And it's just so, it's so frustrating. And 
we try, like when we do our spots on this show, we try to make them fun. We try to make them concise. And it's still you and me doing them. It's not this complete total interruption of everything. I can tell you what we don't do. We don't charge you $1.99 to buy an app that has some of the episodes in it, but there's also still one ad in it. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's one of those really clever things where we update the ad over time. Isn't that a wonderful feature? Um, You know, it's, it's, I feel like when you get into these, all these levels of complexity with ownership and a word I don't like, monetization, when you're getting to all these different layers where you're trying to like, if you're obviously still trying to really figure this out, I bet you a lot of these companies are still kind of operating at a loss. Once you account for things like bandwidth, Mm -hmm. I mean, how much money are they making off those S-H-I-T ads? Yeah. I agree with you. I mean, there's some ads I really enjoy. Like even like Geico, believe it or not, Geico can still surprise me sometimes. I thought the Marco Polo one was very funny. Have you seen that one? (laughs) Yeah, where they're in the pool, the two kids are in the pool. And then there's a llama that made me laugh. (laughs) My whole family laughed. Okay, points to that one. But I mean, some of the stuff you see on cable, first of all, you see endless, endless, endless uh, ads for other shows. And then the ads they do have are like, it's, it's, it's like for, it's like, you know, boner medicine and depression and refi. And it's like, ah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sorry to just sit and bitch about this, but like, I mean, one bottom line of this, I don't want to try and sound like I'm, I'm being an hero here, but like part of this is like, I'm not against paying for this, you know? Um, I'm, I'm pretty close to popping for full cable at this point. Oh. I don't. Well, I don't really want another device is part of the problem. We don't have room for another how much, device. How much would it cost you to get cable that would give you FX and ESPN, let's say, there? Well, I mean, here's a funny random factoid. Um, I was listening to an old um, episode of Hypercritical with you in Syracuse. Yeah. And he, at the, this is in the one where you're asking him why he doesn't get an iPhone. Yeah. And, and he still he, hasn't. He still hasn't to this day. He has day. one now. He has an iPhone 6. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but he doesn't have Touch ID. Um, he really doesn't like it. No, he has Touch ID. He doesn't have 3D Touch. He does not like it when you send him GIFs. Um, I found that yesterday. But um, he says at that point he had Fios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, like, total, like, Rain Man suite for cable yeah. for 100 bucks a month. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's... I think his property taxes are about, you know, what a normal person earns in, in a salary in a year. <laughs> but that's the one perk he has is Fios in, you know, in every home. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the I considered living in, in like the, that area of, you know, the Northeast and boy, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, what's costly. It's very expensive. I mean, I know it's expensive in uh, West too, but ugh. no, but I mean, yeah, you know, it is. Ugh. But the um, here's the th- here's the part that that makes me extra annoying, even more so than usual, is I certainly don't know what the answer is for any given one of the players on that side of the equation. Like you know, the studios, the networks, the producers, the showrunners, the actors. I don't know what the answer is. I don't think there's an answer for everybody. I think everybody's figuring it out. But the truth is, even on my end, I'm not even sure what my my reasonable dream package would look like. The closest I have to a reasonable dream package was having DirecTV on a TiVo yeah. in 2001 felt like utter magic. But part of the challenge is now, I mean, I really, I, I increasingly, I, I, I will occasionally use my Amazon Fire TV because I do, I do still like it and I do still want to keep track of what it's doing. 
and how it's developing. But I mostly want everything on the Apple TV if I could at this point. I don't want to have to tend to TiVo at this point. That I'm if I'm spending just given that we've got the Apple TV, we've got all these movies, we've got these adding a TiVo to that is a rabbit hutch for me. I don't if I you know I feel like that would be spending too much time, money, and effort on TV at that point. But I don't know another way to get the level of control that I'd like. And when I say control, I don't just mean, I'm not talking about skipping ads. I'm also talking about a certain kind of almost not moral, moral standpoint of like, there's just so much, I'm not going to curse, really, really bad and corrosive and, and like morally dangerous stuff on cable TV that I just don't even want in the house. Not, not because I'm worried about my kid being corrupted, but just because I don't ever even want to go past a show where white women with curly hair are having drinks and screaming at each other. I refuse to have that in the house on moral, you know, like taste. It's taste. That's what it is. It's taste. There's too much poor taste that I would sub to subsidize with that. Right. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. But it's, um, for somebody who loves media, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, best and worst of times, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking so, while while you were talking about this, I pulled up the pricing for me in my area. We do have Google Fiber here in Austin. It's mainly South Austin uh, and maybe kind of, I think, East maybe getting it. But where I live in the Northwest part of Austin, we don't have it yet. And there's no real, there's no real ETA on when we will actually get it. So uh, everyone who, whenever I do one of these shows with you or I talk about what I have, they say, well, you know, why don't, why don't you just get Google Fiber? Well, I, I know about that, but, you know, we, we can't. So I'm stuck with Time Warner Cable. We pay, we don't have any cable, just internet. And we pay, I think it's $120 a month for 300 down and 50 up. That's the speed. Uh, this is a quarter of the cost of what I pay here at the office for a quarter. And I get about a quarter of that speed here at the office, which is absurd, but to go up to TV that would have 125 channels, same internet speed and a phone is only $10 more per month. Say that again. If I were to add, I have this internet package. If I were to add to it a you know, TV service that has yeah. 125 channels, there's a lot that are missing, but it has, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Uh, like it has, ba- it has ESPN and it has uh, FX. It would cost $10 to add 125 channels of TV service in addition to the internet that I have. And it would include a DVR. Hmm. It does not include HBO. It does not include any of that stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. But (sighs) it's... Now, if you actually dive into the details of that, it winds up being a lot more. It winds up being more like $150 a month. That's still not that bad. But it's still not that bad. I mean, we used to pay 80 bucks for regular cable back in the day. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it costs. And, you know, part of it also, though, is that the thing that made the TV, we already talked about this on an episode, but I mean, it's, it's difficult to really reckon with how much the TiVo changed. And certainly we've covered the stuff like being able to record a whole series of what you want. 
you know, the recommendations were never particularly great. The interface really has always needed an update, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you know, the other part of that was that whatever came through your cable system, whatever show, whatever um, director or actor showed up somewhere, you know, if, if, um, you know, if Liev Schreiber is ever on a talk show, for, I'm just making this up, like record those. Like that's only possible with this semi-omnivorous box mm-hmm. of, a, of a, a cable with lots of well-defined content and then a way to capture it and watch it on demand. That still feels like the best of those solutions I had. It's just that that was an era when like that was not only, it was, it was literally everything, literally. Yeah. In the sense that, I mean, there was nothing else apart from DVDs. DVDs were the only other part of the mix. Right. Anything that was television came through that satellite dish and went onto the TiVo if that's what I wanted. There weren't other kinds of options. And so, you know, even paying, like you say, like $150 a month, you know, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being obdurate. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't, why don't you, why don't you want cable apart from the money? You know, it, at first it was a money thing, but then it just dealing with them and knowing how terrible they are, uh, it just eventually, I started to get very, very angry at them and rejectful of them. And I just wanted to do give them, even if it meant $10, I wanted to give them as little money as possible. I don't have a choice for internet. Yeah. If I were to go to AT&T, uh, which I could do, I would get such slow prices. I mean, such slow rates for, for the same prices that it just, it's, it's you mean it, would be a, it would be a downgrade in service? A huge downgrade. Right, right. A huge downgrade in service. And just to get away from them, like I'm not, I'm not, will, I'm not willing to punish myself and my family just <laughs> because I don't want to support them or to support them in as minimal of a way as I can. I don't know. I just I'm 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 become very confused by this whole thing because I think if I were to sit down and actually add up let's say I had a DVR and I could DVR Mr. Robot and uh or or watch it live if or you Or watch it live, yeah. Uh and and American <clears throat> American Horror Story and whatever else. If I were to add up how much I'm spending on those in in iTunes to get them in iTunes, and you know we also get Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm gonna want to watch Westworld too, and so I'm paying for HBO now for that. And if I were to sit down and add all this up, I bet you I could get the DVR service from the local cable company and all that garbage, and it would probably be less. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like I've just. I'm so jaded by them and I'm so resentful of their terrible customer service that the less that I have to buy from them, the better. And if I have to go outside of their services and buy stuff through iTunes, buy stuff here, buy stuff there, I would rather do that than support them at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like now I'm the prices that they have come down. I feel like now I'm just being dumb. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah, if we had if we had the room electronically and physically, um, I mean, we've got t- two old TiVos, and I, there's one just sitting there staring at me. I keep thinking of just taking it out, just seeing if it still works, trying cable for a month. 
And I probably should just do that. Is there a TiVo app for um, Apple TV? No, not that okay. I TiVo. Because don't modern TiVos have the ability to like, I don't TiVo, know. hold on a second. What is this? TiVo on the App Store, iTunes. The free TiVo app for iOS is the ultimate entertainment app, serving up control discovery and a mobile place for viewing. Hmm. 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 Out of home and in home streaming, watch your live or recorded shows remotely anywhere you have Wi Fi. But this is uh, this is for iOS. It is for iPhone and iPad. Is not. Yeah. All right. Apple TV. But no. Well, look I mean, at this. No. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. There is something called multi room streaming. I don't know. I, I would have to do more research. But it looks like there is not. Fire TV, watch shows on other TVs with Fire TV. Hmm. And maybe you could if you used your laptop and then streamed it to your Apple TV. So maybe put that in the show notes for the curious. Put in the show notes. We'll look it up. All right. Boy, we're annoying, aren't we? No. No. I'm getting around 16. I'm doing it in megabytes. 16 megabytes down, 1.5 megabytes up. And I'm very happy with that. I wish the upload was a little faster. But yeah. 16 megabytes down is fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I don't know what that is in uh, gigaflops. Well, no one does. Mm. <sighs> you want to talk about something else you like? Yeah, I'd like to tell let's you. Talk about some, let's talk about something important. I'm not going to watch that movie again. It's been, it's been at least six months. I'd like to tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace! Yeah! Sites. They help you make websites. Sites that will look professionally designed regardless of your skill level. You can be a master coder, level three, or you can have no experience at all. How many hit points is that? That's 18 uh, 18 per level. 18 charisma. Yeah. They have such intuitive tools. I'm just looking at I'm looking at their screen now. I'm logged in. I'm just looking at this. Yeah, so, Dan, I do, I do this. I, uh, I'm involved with Squarespace in a lot of places. And every time I read through this ad, you know, if, if you're sick of hearing about this, I can't help you. It's so Because I'm just telling you, I sit and I look at the list of what this website does. Shame on you if you don't have Squarespace. I'm sick of talking about it. Everybody should have Squarespace. You read that list? Dan, isn't that inspiring to you? Don't you feel like that's kind of like what is great about America? It is everything great about America. Everything every, great about America. Yeah. You're hurting America by not using Squarespace. You know, here's what they've done. They've built all these tools and they put the tools out there and they said, you can use these tools, use them. And there are people who are like, no, I'm not going to use them. I'm going to go and build something by hand. They're like, but wait a minute. It's super easy to use. You can, you can pick from all these amazing templates. We've hired incredible designers and developers to build these sites. You know, no, I don't want them. No, thank you. I think I can do better. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I, I scale. I can do that. Oh yeah. I can scale my website. Sure. Well, I can do yeah. better than you guys, Squarespace. I can be better. Oh, well, how about if we give you a free domain, if we sign up for you? Oh, no, no, thanks. I'd like to pay full price for a domain. No, thanks. Second. I don't want to work with you. Uh, what about, what about if you want to have uh, commerce on your site? You're going to go build your own store? Yeah, build your you own do store. Don't build use their store. store. Oh no. Oh, don't you do got that. electric download, electronic downloads. Nope. That's I'll build a store for that too. I don't want to uh. use yours. What, what if I going to ship stuff? I don't know. I don't want to use your uh, shipping well, thing. What happens if you get stuck? What are you going to do? I'll figure it out own? myself. I don't want, you know, 24-hour support. Physician, heal thyself. I don't need 24 by 7 support by email and 
Ugh. You know what? I want to do everything myself oh, because my all. time has zero value and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing than just and sit I hate, down and, and I do hate it America. Myself. I hate America. I hate the whole world. Ugh. I hate computers. I don't know if I can go on, Dan. This is, this is, <laughs> it's making me physically sick. <laughs> go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Back to work. Just visiting the URL increases Merlin's hit points. So just go there to do that. And it's not a temporary hit point increase. It's permanent. Mm. And uh, when you're there and you're ready to sign up, use the code, it's your show, all one word, it's your show, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Makes it very, very affordable for you, for your clients, for your friends, for your family. Do the right thing. Squarespace.com slash back to work. Squarespace.com slash back to work. Squarespace. Just use it. Squarespace. Pimp my armor class. Squarespace. New York City. Squarespace. You got to get in. Go get on Squarespace. Squarespace. I like that. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm relaxed. My yeah. AC joint is a little out of whack right now, but... That's your armor, armor class joint. Yeah, my armor class joint. Um, yeah, I'm happy with my downloads. I also put a link in... Um, Show notes to, you know, again, this is one of those things where like, uh, God, of course I know about this. Or what? How is I not watching this? Uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark's video series. Tony Joe. Tony Joe. Joe. All I know is my easy text. All I know is uh, uh, my name is Tony and this is Every Frame of Painting. So Every Frame of Painting is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful series. And um, I, I'll just sit there sometimes on the Apple TV with my YouTube red which my daughter thinks is me saying you, I bought you two bread. She's making dad jokes. She's eight. Uh, I'll just go watch this. God, this series is so great. Why is uh, Jackie Chan the best at action comedy? Why is Edgar Wright so good at physical comedy? You know, uh, why is it that you can't remember the tune to any Marvel theme songs? Yeah. Um, one that I put in notes is relevant here. I meant to mention it about five hours ago. It's called A Brief Look at Texting and the Internet in Film. And it's a, a wonderful little whistle stop of the ways that over the years we've tried to, um, on the other hand, make the internet look interesting. But on the first hand, like try to show texting, something that they've been doing in anime for a long time. But like looking at stuff like, you watch that Sherlock show? Yeah, that was the first place I saw that, that really good texting where the person would type and it would show the little bubble of what oh, the they type first episode so where good. Say he's lying or something like that yeah. it all pops up at the same time uh hey you know what recommendation for sherlock and uh get through those uh like the first season but uh watch when you when you're ready for it watch the abominable bride it's one of my favorite things on tv in a very long time have you seen that one mm, i don't think i have i've only seen the first few episodes okay but you you're familiar enough with oh the yeah show. oh yeah uh i don't want to spoil an iota of this but let's just say it involves taking Sherlock Holmes back to the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So imagine watching Sherlock, but instead of London today, it's the actual Sherlock Holmes London. Mm. Anyway, it's got Tim from the office in it. The British office. Mm-hmm. Hat FM. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. So <laughs> he put my stapler in a jelly. <laughs> You're a twat, you're a twat, you're a twat. God, that show's good. You watch it anyway, again recently? No, no, I haven't. But man, when it first came out, I just, I could not. The very first scene from the very first episode, 
It's so masterful. Remember, there's a guy in his office. And he's making the call for the guy. He's like, you know, gotta type up your CV. <laughs> Remember, it's so good. It's been years, so many man, years since man I saw Man comes it. to me vis-a-vis. Um, hmm, that's mm. a really good show. Mm. Sling TV. You gonna keep it? You gonna keep the Sling TV? No. No reason we watched, to. We watched the Emmys the other night over uh, the Leaf at our home. Yeah. First of all, best Emmys in years. And it's I think it's on Hulu. It's been... on, it went to Hulu the day after, I believe. Ooh. So it's, it's on Hulu now. I was so happy with almost everybody that won. It made me improbably happy. I can't believe, man, Louie Anderson as Christine Baskets. Come on. How great is that? It's good. You ever watch Baskets? Nope. Well, it's weird. Louie Anderson as Zach Galifianakis' mother is magnifique. So perfect. Anyway, it was great. Uh, Titania Maslany. That lady from uh, Orphan Black? Oh, yeah. Yep, Molly. Molly Rami, Rami Malik. What's the name? Molly Rami Malik? Yeah. How do you say it? Am I saying it right? I think, I think that's how you say it. Rami Malik. He won. Very moving. Jeffrey Tambor. Very moving. Good. The guy from O.J. Simpson? Yeah. <sighs> really good people. Bottom. Oh, good people. I hit rock bottom last night. I watched the documentary about John Benet Ramsey. Oh, I wanted. I still haven't seen the the Wiener yet, but that, oh, you can see the Wiener. It's good. Where is the John Benet Ramsey available? <laughs> it's on iTunes. Oh, it's going to show up on a bill that I bought a John Benet Ramsey documentary. Was it good? Because I wanted to see it when I saw it was coming out. This is where it gets worse. So I watched this whole one. This one is very like contrarian. Like, oh, turns out no way was it anybody in the family, including the brother that everybody thinks did it. And oh my gosh. And like the DNA evidence has shown conclusively they couldn't have done it. And do, 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 do. And I was like, mm, this is interesting. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. There's this other new John Benavis documentary. Right. And I watched the first half hour of that one last night. And, uh, and the whole time I'm just filled with self-loathing. I'm so, Why? so, so Oh, because it's it's all so awful, and like it's got to be up there with Gary Condit. But don't you want to know what happened? I want to know what happened. This part of the story that's interesting. Also, I have to say, one of the most interesting parts is like the whole problem with the Boulder Police Department, and like the whole like all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes. And this first documentary basically posits that there's not a single thing that they ever linked leaked to the press that was actually true. They were all just building this one case against John Ramsey. Anyway, would you watch a Gary Condit documentary? Yes. Mm-hmm. How about Terry Schiavo? Would you watch a Terry Schiavo documentary? Why do I know that name? Remember she was on Tubes and they went, and this is all, all pre-9-11. This is all we ever worried about. Oh, no, I, I don't. I, that, that would just be so depressing. And you go in and you watch her and it looks like she's smiling even no, though she's in a vegetative state. I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm not. Travos, tubes. So that's uh, stuff you can do on your TV. <clears throat> You're not going to get that on your sling. Well, I did cancel this, this sling. I think I'm going to cancel I used it sling. over the weekend. I watched some football on, the, on the, the ESPN. Yeah. And then I canceled it. You know, even if I could, if I could simply, like a, an episode comes on, like I missed the beginning of Mr. Robot. If I can, if, I, if every, and I know this is unreasonable, this is like asking for like, you know, all forks in the world to be a certain way or something. But like, if I, if every show on there, I know this is irrational. If every show on there had normal TiVo-like 
pause, start over, rewind, fast forward. If the, if every show on there had that, I would probably keep it without blinking. Even if I didn't get all of the stuff. Now, if it had, if it had like, Hey, go back and watch anything that's been on here in the last even day. Right. So you missed, you missed the Academy Awards or whatever. You could go back and watch it for up to a day or two or three. Mm. Hands down. No question. Just all shows on there. No BS. I would do that. It's just, there's not even, this is maybe it in a nut for me at length. There's not even one particular kind of knowable BS in the system. The BS is stupid and different in different ways for every part of this service. It's completely unreliable as a way to want to love anything. Wow. Wasn't that, wasn't that good? Yes. I'll find that Miranda July movie. Miranda. Miranda you, know who's, July. you know who's in it? You know who's in it? Is, uh, Saul Star is in it. Really? Saul Star is in, is in that movie. Uh, favorite. He's anything with him Are you in anybody's it? favorite person? Are you the, oh, the actual title? Oh, John C. Riley too. Are you the favorite person of anybody? The answer for me is no. Sure you are. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet to say so. Oh, Dan, I was going to talk about my notebook. I can talk about that next time. Anything else from, um, what about Sierra? I, well, I can't, unfortunately, I, I can't uh, use it yet because of my development environment is not, you yep. know, I'd have to spend a day getting all that to work, hopefully. I think I'm going to wait. See, I say I'm going to wait it out, but you know me, right? Nah, you're not going to wait. You know me. I'll wait it out, but I, I got, I got my super duper. But I'm still thinking, you know, let other people find the bugs. That's how I feel. You know, I feel bad for uh, for the first few that got bit by the 10.0 iOS yeah. thing. And, and apparently there's issues with uh, with things not working with the iPhone 7 completely. Some things with the jack. There's people making having oh, I got that. phones make I got, hissing sounds. No, I, I don't have the hissing, but I have the jack. You got one? Yeah, I want to get, uh, get my mind right. All right. But I definitely get it where it suddenly becomes unresponsive. I'm screaming at my phone. Yeah. You know, not least because with Sierra, not least because it feels like in the last few years, for whatever reason, one thing that almost always is A, existent, and B, hard to track down is audio problems. Audio feels like such a house of cards. You know what I mean? And I, I can ill afford to have audio get messed up for reasons I can't understand or fix. This is self-talk, Dan. I'm talking to myself here. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That, that, that was a weird one. That was a good one. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about this week? No, not this week. I got more, but you know, I'll save it. We can anybody make you next want to thank? Show. Anybody you want to thank or acknowledge? On episode, uh, on the, what is it? 590 we've done? Yeah, 590. 290. 591, whatever yeah. it takes. I want to, uh, I would like to really highlight uh, an email from someone named Miriam Lopez mm. who has contacted me and circled back three times in the same week. Just I would, I would call her persistent. Just checking in as I haven't gotten a reply. Yeah. Who from your team can I reach out for? God almighty, Miriam Lopez. Just checking in as I haven't gotten a reply. Who from your team can I reach two spaces out for content partnerships? Ugh. Thanks. Ugh. Miriam Lopez. My name is Miriam, and I lead affiliate partnerships here at Boop. We are looking to check if you'd be interested in running some affiliate promotions with us for Black Friday. I think it's actually African American Friday, Christmas, and New Year's time. We have some big promotions coming up, and we'd like to know if you think Boop. 
is the right fit. There's that phrase again, the right fit for your site. Here are some examples of the content pieces we create for our partners. I know. Takes a lot out of you. She's just circling back. And it's the R E. Should I went back in, and tell her I didn't get the email? Yes. Okay. In the R E, <laughs> you you get a little thrown off because it looks like a legitimate reply. And if you're reading the preview of it on your iPhone or in your in your mail window and you haven't clicked on the email yet, it says, Oh, you know, hi hi Dan or hi Merlin. Sorry I didn't hear back from you. You're like, wait, maybe I have actual correspondence of some kind with this person. Well, yeah, I'm like, maybe I forgot that I agreed to do something yeah. a long time ago. Ah, I feel terrible. Yeah, and then you realize it's a ploy. It's a scheme. It's a ploy. It's a scheme. Well, we'll always have Paris. Uh, you ever had Dan, a cupping done? No, I, 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 I don't know about cupping. Have you had a cupping done? I had, I had one done recently. Is the cup hot? I mean, it's attractive. Okay. What kind of work does he do? No, the... Uh, they put it on your back. They put it on, sure. Is it a hot cup? Nah. Is it a no, room temperature it's cup? It's not the kind where they throw the match under there. I don't like that. Dan, cup. am I confusing this with a hot stone? There are hot cups, aren't there? I don't know any. Yes, I'm sure there's everything. There's it's like everything. High, it's like hot yoga. Yeah, Who but just, I never had that kind done. They hmm. did that as, uh, I didn't ask for it. They just threw that on as like a, I guess it was a You laid down bonus. somewhere without your shirt and without you knowing it, they started cupping on you. Well, she sort of waxed it on there. She's like, well, I'm going to do cupping. You're all right with that, right? I'm like, well, it's already it's, on you there. Don't, so. You don't be rude. Yeah. Yeah. Do, I mean, yeah. Do your, do your worst. Let's get out how, of the how, way. How, how to go with the cupping? Well, fine. I mean, it, to me, is neither here nor there, but it left, it leaves marks. You get a Michael Phelps hickey. Yeah. Real big real big uh, marks on there that look like you've been attacked by a, a giant octopus. Or, or a teenage boy. So I told my kids that I was attacked by a giant octopus, but that in nice. the end I killed it. Oh, good. And, uh, and my son, who's now old enough to not believe that, my daughter, only five, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't really believe it, but she's, the, the proof is there. Like it's, she, yeah. she's willing to kind of go along it with it must it must have gotten there somehow dad did not have it before right like it wasn't there this morning and huh? uh and and so i can kind of wink at my boy and kind of like wink at him yeah. and then and then he has to like it has to be like real obvious that he's gotten the wink and he has to i have to like visually see i have to make eye contact with him hold the eye contact while he then winks and then i have to like nod to acknowledge that he is in fact is in on it. Mm-hmm. If I don't look right at him and do that, then he he's not sure that I that I know that he knows it. It's a joke. But then once we had gone through those protocols, mm-hmm. I could then tell them the story of how I was attacked by an octopus, pulled into the ocean, fought it, killed it, and I'm oh. left with these marks. That's nice to have things to share with your family. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, animations of uh, Rihanna trying to wink? No, but now I really want to. They're pretty good. Can she, she not wink? No. And it's, it's really funny to watch her try. Is this a known thing that she can't yeah, wink? Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's an internet thing. Can Just go search for Rihanna winking. Oh my God. Which sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh I'm Rihanna winking of Gondor. <laughs> Felix Dragon's Breath. She's doing all right winking. The other eye closes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so, so what? Yeah, so what? 
<laughs> not everyone one, can wink. Not everyone there can was snap. One, here there are two. <laughs> you do it. How's the line go? Oh, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Clark. One boy and now there are two. Uh, <laughs> you made me forget it. Oh yeah. my God. I'm here embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. There. There. Carmine. He says, Carmine says one boy. Here there are two. Carmine said one boy. Here there are two. I was forgetting Carmine. I was going to say Michael. <laughs> Carmine Corleone? Yeah. Carmine. Oh, here it is. There's a, like somebody shooting a screen of it on uh, YouTube. Carmine. I hate that. One boy. Here are two. <laughs> Why do they do that? Why do they shoot the screen? Well, there's all kinds of things you can do to try and skirt the robot police. One of them is if you're shooting a screen of a screen. The other one is, you ever notice? There's lots of like Adventure Time things they put up uh, backwards. You ever seen backwards videos? That's weird. I've seen it where they're different, where it's like a, like shrunk down into a tiny little baby window and. Well, yeah, no, that's, that's a new thing. Yeah, Yeah. no, but they'll they'll make it part of the screen and throw up interference patterns behind it. And I guess that's some kind of cargo culting where that supposedly throws off the uh, robot police. (laughs) So dumb. Robot police. Look at Um, all these videos. I'm going to put that in the show. Is this the show, Dan? It was a show. It's done, done now. Okay, let's button this up. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.